Hi everyone, welcome back to the Two Body Problem Podcast. Hello. I'm Akshay. And I'm Sarah. And today we're super excited that Tanya and Eldante will be joining us. So Tanya is an entrepreneur and has her own clothing boutique and also works for the MIT Federal Credit Union. And Eldante is a PhD student in architecture at MIT and he also teaches at Northeastern. So we're super excited to hear from both of them. So let's bring them on. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Of course. We're super excited that you can join us. So why don't we start by having you both introduce yourselves? So I'm Eldante, um, and I'm currently a six-year PhD in um, architectural history. I mean, six years, not, I mean, that's, that's normal. That's how long my PhD was. Yeah. So, oh, okay. yeah, it's just, just what it is. Nobody gets it done. And yeah, people that have been there 10 years. So I still got four left. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I hope to be done uh, sometime this year. Um, maybe I'll get to defend in person. I'm not sure. You know, we'll see. Um, I'm also a um, visiting uh, teaching faculty at uh, Northeastern this year. Wow, awesome. And this is Tanya. Yeah, so I'm Tanya. And um, so I, as you know, own an online women's boutique. Um, I started about, oh, it's like four, going on year five now. Um, and so, it's a, it's a passion project of mine um, that I started shortly after um, we moved here. We moved here in 2015. And um, so our youngest was just born. And so um, about a year in after that, I think he, Dante, thought I should, I should work on something that gets me away from the kids. We have two kids. So um, we have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and um, home with two little ones. Um, you kind of go a little stir crazy. And so he's like, you know what? Maybe if you put some energy into this, uh, we can last these six years here on campus. <laughs> so um, in addition, um, I the two years ago, I joined the MIT Federal Credit Union. So well, I am the um, business development and community relations officer for uh, the MIT Federal Credit Union. So you all should definitely become members if you're not already members. Yeah, we both are, right? We oh, are members. And um, you were actually on the phone with them today, yeah. helping you with an issue, right? <laughs> I was on the phone with them earlier today because I had some fraudulent charges on my card. I lost my card and I guess someone picked it up. No, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope they were able to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say you were, okay. I you were, say you were on my uh, home buying seminar today because I had a workshop. Uh, um, no, we're not trying to buy a house. Definitely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a huge, huge thing. We've done it a couple of times. It's, wow. It's a huge undertaking for sure. So I have a question. Um, 
so Tanya, you said you have a boutique. Does that mean that you like curate the clothes or like you make them or both? So I, um, about 80 to 90% of the items um, in my boutique are curated. And then um, I do some design with my mom and my mom actually makes them. So she has the magic fingers to <laughs> make it come to life. But yeah, we work together on that portion of the business. That's so amazing. Yeah, she's retired and she's always loved sewing. So it's a nice way to keep her going um, through these long days of COVID and and beyond she because she didn't have anything else to do <laughs> lucky her so so sewing has um become a, a place where she can find some of her joy and she does a lot of um, custom things for some of her own clients but she does some things for the boutique as well that's so cool i started sewing at the beginning of the pandemic um to do masks oh. and then my brother and i um have been doing an etsy store so that's been it's been fun yeah that's cool so many cool things have definitely come out of this horrible time um but a lot of people are finding some ways to kind of deal with the time yeah for sure so yeah maybe um now that everyone knows who we all are um uh could you yeah maybe talk a little bit about like how how you met um and the trajectory of of both of your careers well, we met because we were both uh, volunteers um, at the Chicago Urban League because we we're from Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, so we were both part of the Young Professionals Board. And, um, you know, once he saw me, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't at once. It, it took a couple meetings. <laughs> And uh, it is funny because it didn't really happen during what we were probably involved. We, we joined sort of around the same time. You were there before, but not that long, right? Um, so you, I, I kind of describe it as we kind of grew out of it, right? As young professionals and we became older professionals. Um, and so um, we had, weren't really going to the meetings as much anymore, but I had decided to put together a book club and um, a friend, of, a friend of mine and I, and we were trying to find some guys, right, <laughs> to join our, our book club. And I'm like, what about that guy from? <laughs> oh, that guy. That guy. Oh, now I know the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we invited, you know, a couple of the guys that we knew from. Um, this organization that we had uh, volunteered with for a couple of years. Um, and it's funny because not only did we end up uh, getting married, but the other guy who didn't end up participating in a big club, but the other guy um, also married another person from the same organization. So it was kind of like, you know, we set high goals for organization that they could too meet <laughs> meet their life partner if they join the organization <laughs> nice anything you want to add no i mean that's uh, you know you make it sound so uh <laughs> you know i mean i had to put in some work so i mean this <laughs> was magical you know, she kept me away for for some time <laughs> <laughs> that's 
not as easy as, as you make it sound. No. <laughs> Anything worth waiting for. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in, in terms of, you know, career, um, you know, so I, my background's in architecture and, you know, I have you know, degrees in architecture and um, I'm a licensed architect also. Uh, and it got to one point, I guess right after I got my license in 2004, an opportunity came up to, um, to teach high school. And I'd always wanted to, to teach. Um, and I was planning on going to get a master's in architectural history. Mm. Um, that didn't happen, I didn't get accepted anywhere. And so I took the teaching um, position at, the, at the, one of the local high schools uh, and really just for the teaching experience and also for uh, the summers off, which was <laughs> great. I mean, I, I had a license, I could do side projects and, you know, it was, um, you know, it was a good experience uh, for me just to be in the classroom and, you know, help students and teach them some things about architecture. Uh, and then, so I did that for five years and applied again for master's programs and uh, got in. So that was 2010. And that's right about the time we started uh, dating. So we were um, <laughs> long, long distance. distance for two years <laughs> until, I, until I came back. So I think she was just trying to uh, hold on to, to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, funny yeah we start dating and then he's like well i'm about to move <laughs> it was only an 11 hour drive so it wasn't that that bad you know, from, from chicago to i mean i was in charlottesville at uva so uh the flight was only like two and a half hours um but then you know we moved i moved back to chicago and was working again as, as an architect um, and then decided to, to do the, the PhD once I found out I didn't have to pay tuition for it. Uh, so, I mean, in hindsight, if I'd have known that earlier, then I probably would have just got the PhD instead of getting the master's, but. Yeah, that's always a huge thing that I feel like people don't know. Like I had no idea that I would get paid to get a PhD um, in engineering until I was like halfway through college and yeah, looking at different options. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know why people pay for PhDs. <laughs> paying you just, and it's, you know, no tuition, just do it. Uh, yeah. If you're interested in. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's essentially where where we are, you know, I hope to be done and I have to, um, you know, stay in, in teaching and continue making buildings. Nice. Was there any like particular moment that made you think, oh, I really want to um, do a PhD or like go back into academia after like being away from it? Uh, well, I think I was a, a bit, um, Miss Les, like, so I wanted to be able to teach a uh, design studio and I always had a sort of passion for history. And so I went to, the second master's was in architectural history. 
Mm. Uh, and then I found out that for the history professors, uh, they typically require a PhD. Now, none of my history professors in college architecture school had PhDs. So it was new to me, like no one, I didn't know. So um, I was like, well, if I wanna go and teach history, then I need to get the, the PhD. And you know, once I found out that again, I didn't have to pay for it, I was like, well, let's go ahead and apply and you know, see how this works out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I knew he was applying for grad school. But... Yeah, it was, it was a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise. <laughs> so how, how, how has your experience been going through grad school um, as, as, uh, as a couple? How's that, what's that been like? And as pa a parent. As parents, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's large question. <laughs> it has its, its pluses uh, and minuses. Uh, I think the, the hardest part was that uh, our youngest was a newborn when we first arrived. So there were a lot of days where my eyes were closing in class. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so early morning feedings and so the first two years were, were kind of rough, I think, for, for both of us. Just trying to, me trying to maintain um, school work and her just trying to maintain, I guess, a, a bit of sanity. Um, so, you know, I would come home from, uh, from class and just sort of give her a reprieve. Um, you know, and I typically make dinner, so she would just go and, you know, have some time to herself no, before dinner. That time I was cooking when you were in class. Oh, at some point. <laughs> but she, I would come well, home. You were coming home at like six or seven o'clock. You no. come home, especially the first year. Oh, well, yeah. But then we had, we would work out a system where I'd come home, put the kids to bed, and then I'd go back later in the evening. Um, so, you know, it, it took a, a lot of you know, figuring out what was the best for both of us, I guess, mm -hmm. so that we both didn't go crazy. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we might, might be a little be. crazy. But. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine how tough it must be. I mean, going through grad school, just like, you know, by yourself, one person is incredibly difficult as it is, but then to also have kids, um, yeah, I can't imagine how challenging that that must be to balance everything. So kind of on that point, um, what do you think MIT like does well and what do you think MIT could do better on like supporting graduate students, particularly um, graduate student families? I mean, the biggest thing, because we worked on it, the committee together, it's the spouses supporting, uh, finding support for the spouses because, um, you know, in, especially for those who don't live in campus housing and, and family housing, um, I don't know how they make it. I mean, we had a strong support system because we lived we lived at Westgate for the first five years, uh, and so you had people there that could tell you where to go to get things and you know how things sort of operated. Uh, but you know, there's still some things that you know when you come in that you know the spouses need some sort of support 
because mm-hmm. uh, the student is all doing what they need to do. And sometimes the spouse is there, you know, with the, the children um, and the spouses need some sort of, of outlet. Um, and even though they had a, a Westgate had this spouse um, person committee, I don't know what you call it, a committee person. Uh, I don't, it was geared more towards spouses who were seeing international and not spouses who had kids because they would do things that, you know, people with kids really couldn't engage in. Are you talking about the spouse and spouse partners? and partners? I think it was more geared toward international students. It was more about learning how to live in the U.S. I feel like most of the programming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think in it also comes down to um, your individual department too. Um, because the way that I understand how MIT works it, you know, you have to run it up the chain and then it comes back down and then the burden sort of um, is upon the department. And, you know, our de- my department, I mean, I'm in the School of Architecture, um, but then there's a, a, the, the Department of Architecture and under that is like a section of history, theory and criticism. And so my section uh, you know, it's small, it's only like six professors, uh, but they've been really supportive uh, of me and I bring the kids to school and, you know, they've always been uh, happy to see the kids and, and welcoming. So, um, you know, I don't have any uh, complaints about you know, the way that my department has, has treated me. Um, and to me, that's my face-to-face uh, within my team. Yeah. For sure. And now it's time for a very special commercial break where Tanya will tell us a little bit more about Be Royal Boutique and tell us where we can shop her collections online. So Be Royal Boutique and the reason for the name um, Be Royal Boutique is particularly has to do with kind of how I was feeling at the time of um, becoming really a, a pretty new mom um, of two because our kids are pretty close in age. Mm-hmm. And um, the last thing that I was doing was making myself feel beautiful <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> um, and so one of the things that I realized about me that I think a lot of women identify with is um, kind of the mood that looking good um, puts you in. And so uh, kind of the the motto is, right, looking good is feeling good. It also is very empowering um, and builds confidence. And that's exactly what Be Real Boutique is about. We're about helping women feel more confident in the spaces they show up. And, um, you know, sometimes you feel like talking about fashion is, you know, not, right, it's not a smart topic. But it is so real. It is right. It, it is. It's a huge differentiator um, in how you feel in a space. If you come in and you're not worried about, if you already know you look flawless, that is put aside and off the table. And now you can just make sure the person is actually hearing what you have to say. Um, and you just move a little different. And you sit up a little taller. 
um, we feel confident about how you look. And so um, that's our mission is empowering women to feel confident. That's so awesome. And where can we go to um, buy all of these amazing clothes? <laughs> well, um, our website is B Royal and it's no E. So it's just B, the letter B, royalboutique.com. And um, what you'll find, I'm excited to share, is that um, from the very beginning, I wanted to make sure we were also size inclusive. And so um, we have sizes from extra small to 3X. Um, and we have clothes um, that are especially comfy these days because most of us are working from home. So we have your comfy chic, but we also have um, the right styles for you for those important business calls that you need to show up a little bit more sharp. And so, you know, pops of color um, and beautiful handmade jewelry. Um, I have both trendy jewelry and I also have a lot of jewelry I carry from other artisans, mostly women owned, um, women design brands um, that I'm excited to be able to share with the world. That's so exciting and so cool. Yeah. Another thing that we are curious about is um, because we so we actually like work in the same job. um, And so we are constantly like collaborating on stuff um, and working together. Do you guys both tend to like involve each other in your work projects or do you tend to keep work like as a very separate thing? Um, I mean, I think naturally is probably pretty separate just because we don't do the same things, but, um, but he definitely helps me with the boutique, with boutique stuff for mm-hmm. sure. I, I assign you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the muscle when things have to be moved around. <laughs> so that's what I do. Nice. CFO. Oh yeah, I do the spreadsheet stuff. Nice. Well, I I, I mean, yeah. I mean in, in other areas, you know, I mean, she she, she may not agree. But you know, she listens to my boring rantings about the Renaissance, uh, <laughs> which is quite helpful. Uh, you know, just to have someone to uh, say it out loud to. Uh, you know, she never tells me to shut up. I mean, she might say it in her head, but she. Doesn't <laughs> uh, so that's always great to have someone to just listen to. Uh, read your dissertation. Yeah, but that puts you to sleep, so I won't, I won't, <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, but some I, papers. Yeah. Some. But I mean, even in like my design projects, you know, she'll you know, have some input uh, because she wants me to design her house one day. And so, you know, she's always, well, what about this? I would like this. This person should like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, it never, it doesn't always go in a project because you know it's not her house. But, you know, I've I've cataloged her ideas. <laughs> so I'm curious, Aldante. So I think probably a lot of the people listening to this will be from the sciences, just because that's who our a lot of our friends are, and you know, um, seeing you know where we post this, but. Um, can you talk a little bit about what your day-to-day as an architecture grad student is like? Because I think maybe a lot of people listening to this might not know. 
Yeah, so mostly it's reading, a lot of reading, um, and then, you know, sort of just trying to write. So, um, you know, this is a dissertation and it's essentially history. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm looking at um, some primary sources. So, you know, I have to travel into archives. Uh, so I've been to Italy twice now, I think, uh, just to dig around in the archives to see uh, what I can find. And it's, you know, you're looking at letters that were written 500 years ago uh, in, Italian. in Italian. So that's the other part, you know, you have to then sit and translate uh, these documents that are handwritten uh, and some have deteriorated or burned or smudged. So, you know, sometimes it's quite difficult. Uh, and, you know, you're just going through a lot of different uh, sources, primary, secondary sources, and just trying to come up with uh, an argument and evidence to support uh, that argument. Um, so, you know, our, my dissertation, you know, I mean, it takes a while. I mean, it took a semester to write one chapter and, um, you know, the chapter I'm on now, I mean, I have two done, but I was supposed to be done before the pandemic hit. It just slowed things down. Well, some of that is because you can't travel to Italy yeah, as well. I, I, yeah, I can't travel. Trip was canceled. And plus the kids are home. So there's very little time to sit um, and write and or read. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of reading, uh, different books, and compiling all of that information uh, into a 200-word or 200-page paper, essentially. Wow. That's, yeah, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> but it sounds very cool and very different from things that either of us had to do in grad school. So. A, lot of, a lot of reading, a lot of writing, uh, and a lot of, lot of thinking. You know, you spend most of, a lot of your time just sort of piecing through the different um, the, the different materials to see if it all makes sense and you know how it fits with your argument. Yeah, very cool. So I'm also wondering, did you face any challenges? Or are you currently facing any challenges in figuring out both of your parallel career trajectories and figuring out how you want to be able to do the very different things that you want to do? And then in terms of like in what location you'll be and everything. So how has that process been? Hmm. I mean, pretty much once we decided to move here, um, and it kind of, and it happened at a, it happened actually at a, a pretty good time because I had been, I had just been laid off from my job of 15 years. Um, when he, when he got the announcement that he was, was accepted to come to MIT. And so, um, so I didn't, you know, I did, I was able to pick up and move as fast as I could at nine months pregnant. Um, to, to move, uh, we, we could put things into play. So from here on out, once you've sacrificed um, already five years, we're gonna be moving where he gets the next opportunity, so. Well, let's put a caveat on that because she has a veto power. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, I won't be applying for schools in Idaho uh, <laughs> because she's gonna say no. <laughs> this so, is true. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, no. you know, we have to, we have to uh, sort of coordinate on, you know, where I sort of apply. Uh, I don't think we'll be going to any place in, in Maine. Um, you know, she wants warm weather. So if the position's out there in a warm weather climate, uh, unless it's Chicago, I mean, we might move back to Chicago if the opportunity arose, but we'll see. I think There's she's certain places we won't go for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So she's trying to get me to go to California. Nice. I think we have a similar thing where I, there are certain places that I will not move. <laughs> <laughs> so any job that you get has to be yeah, in one of those places. Sarah also has a preference for warm weather. Um, so we've both also been thinking about where we want to where we want to live next and what that's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. After, right, being, are you all, where are you from? Originally from India, so very warm weather. <laughs> that's, I, came, I came to the U.S. to escape that and now she wants to drag me back. <laughs> and I'm from New Jersey. It's not even that warm climate, but I, I don't. I would love to get out of Boston um, because it's just too cold here. Yeah, yeah, same. We grew up in it, but that doesn't mean we like it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We should all just move to Australia. They have low numbers too in coronavirus. So yeah. right. <laughs> they won't let us in. <laughs> you can go and, and you just have to quarantine and stay in your hotel for 14 days. What's happening with the people at the Australia Open? They're actually practicing inside their hotel rooms. Wow. Must be a large room. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. We give it a try. Yeah, Australia try. could be <laughs> where we move next. Yeah. The, the, the uh, what's the university? Uh, I think it's Perth. This University of Western Australia. I checked their. Um, job boards from time to time. <laughs> so Aldante, the next step for you would be to apply for professor positions? Yes, yeah. So we, um, yeah, I, like I said, I hope to be done uh, and defend this, um, this fall, um, you know, but you know, the way that uh, MIT does their graduation because technically I'm, I'm non-resident now. Um, you know, I'm not funded anymore. I, well, I will be non-resident. So I can't, um, I can't submit for graduation until uh, like IEP when there's no tuition. Otherwise I have to pay tuition, which is crazy. Absurd, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I probably won't submit until IEP of 2022, uh, okay. but I would defend before that. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be, I'll be looking for a job, but you know, she'll be, she's going to work on her PhD, her, sorry. <laughs> so she's getting an MBA, uh, <clears throat> she'll be working on that. And so, you know, if I can find something around here, hopefully this, the thing at Northeastern, you know, they'll, they'll have me back next, next year. So, yeah, fingers crossed. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there, you know. Very cool. And Tanya, you're currently working on an MBA? No, um, I've applied. And so I'm uh, waiting to see, trying mm -hmm. to decide which institution to start in the fall. 
That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And does your um, business have a physical location component or is it totally online? All online. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't, couldn't handle that quite yet. And (laughs) the real estate prices here. (laughs) Right. And now is a good time to have an online business because it's hard to do anything in person anyway. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, we're super, super happy that you both um, could join us for this because you're both very established professionals and we are here just starting out. So we're very excited that you took the time to join us. We also wanted to ask, so we want to do at the end of every episode, a call to action, which is just any um, issue or a topic that you want brought up or an organization people can support. Um, So if you have any particular call to action that you would like um, people to hear, then I just wanted to open that up. I just wish that um, people will will continue to be engaged in, um, it's even though it's messy, the political process uh, and continue to vote even when it's not a presidential uh, mm-hmm. election uh, because the local matters just as much as the presidential, if not more. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, those things I think tend to get lost right after presidential elections. So just for people to stay uh, engaged uh, in their own communities, um, you know, there's not much more that we can do um, at the president level, but you know, we can still stay engaged at the at the local and even at the, the state level. Yeah, 100%. Thanks so much for bringing mm-hmm. that up. Cool. I think that was everything that we had. Um, Great. This was fun. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh God, yeah. Thank you so much and yeah. have a good night. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks everyone so much for listening and don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and on Instagram at the two body problem pod and Twitter at the two body prob pod. See you next time. Bye.